everyone. Uh, welcome to a new episode of the Draining Jimmy's Podcast, episode 157. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, definitely an exciting weekend with the kickoff to the NBA playoffs. Also, some English Premier League, an exciting round four of the RBC Heritage as well. Plus, uh, some baseball and the NHL playoffs are basically finally set. Now it's just positioning, but hopefully everyone had a good weekend. It was also a nice little long weekend as well with the holidays, so hopefully everyone enjoyed that as well. Uh, but lost the cover in tonight's episode of the podcast. I'm definitely going to kick it off with the NBA playoffs to start. Um, last episode... I started making my picks, started deciding who I was liking in the first round. If you follow me on Instagram at drainingjimmies.podcast, I did post a bracket that I created, um, making my predictions all the way to the NBA Finals and making my choice for the new NBA champion of this year. Um, It it was tough to do when you're looking at it. Um, I started working on it Thursday night, even making my predictions for... Uh, the play-in winners as well, because that happened Friday. So the playoffs were technically not set until basically uh, late Friday night. So that's where we stand. Um, but I did make more predictions, thinking that New Orleans was going to get in as well as Atlanta. They both made it in. Uh, so they were off to face the Heat. Well, the Hawks were off to face the Heat. New Orleans was off to face the Suns. So definitely looking forward to those. And they definitely had some good games on the weekend Um, But to describe it, it was a great opening weekend for the NBA playoffs. Um, Best series right now, and right now after what happened on Game 1, is definitely going to be the Celtics and the Nets, uh, the way that went down. Exciting final seconds with Jason Tatum scoring the game-winning basket. Um, Just a great one, just a battle up and back and forth. Uh, But overall, um, for my bracket, if you haven't seen it on Instagram, again, drainingjimmies.podcast if you care to follow. Uh, So I went with the Heat winning in six against the Hawks. I have the Nets winning in six against the Celtics. The Bucks winning in five against the Bulls. Uh, Raptors winning in six against the 76ers. Uh, Then I have the Heat facing the Nets in the next round. I have uh, then the Bucks and the Raptors going the next round after that. Uh, So this is again just the East that I'm going over. Um, I have the Heat and the Nets playing, like I just stated. I have the Heats winning that. And then I have the Bucks um, winning against the Raptors in six. And it's in seven between the Heat and the Nets with that one. As much as I do like the Raptors and they are my team, unfortunately, I don't see them getting past the Bucks uh, into the next round. And then I have the Bucks beating the Heat in the Eastern Conference Final in seven to go to the NBA Finals. Now we're going over to the West. Um, I have the Suns playing. I have the Suns beating the Pelicans. I have the Grizzlies against the Timberwolves. Uh, And then I have the Warriors against the Nuggets. And I have the Jazz uh, winning against the Mavericks. Um, I will get to the games from the weekend as well as after I finish my little predictions here. Uh, Since, you know, the formation and reseeding after that, Suns will be playing the Jazz. I have the Suns beating the Jazz 
in six in that series. And then I have the Warriors and the Grizzlies facing off with the Warriors winning that as well. And I think in that series, I believe the Warriors can win in five. Suns and Warriors go off in the West in the conference finals. And then I have the Warriors winning and they're playing the Bucks uh, in that series for the finals. But I do have the Warriors beating the Suns though, four three in the conference final. And then I have the Warriors beating the Bucks in six uh, to be your new NBA champion for this season. So it was tough. A lot of things to look at. But the Golden State Warriors are going to be a very, very tough team, I think, overall. As much as the Suns were dominating all season, I definitely like uh, where the Warriors are going to be, especially with uh, that roster. You have Wiggins, you have Poole. You have the three there of Thompson, uh, uh, Draymond, and you also have Steph Curry. Just, it is going to be a tough team uh, to face, definitely going down the stretch. But overall, the weekend was good with the games. Um, Right now, it's somewhat going off to a decent start when you're looking at it here. Um, Right now, the Raptors game is going on its game two. Uh, They did lose game one against Philly, and Philly handed them a very very tough loss um blew them wide open definitely showing some weaknesses there the game plan is not really working out well with the raptors with that defensive scheme that they were hoping for that they've been playing for all season but philly is just taking it to the raptors very very tough with that i did talk about the celtics and brooklyn game going down to the wire and i think that's going to be the best series right now in the playoffs um for the first round, and they're just playing remarkable uh, basketball between those two clubs. Uh, the Heat, uh, Suns, uh, as well as the Warriors, uh, they just easily handed their opponents very quick, uh, tough losses, blowouts. Heat just came out right off the bat against Atlanta. The Suns just taking it to New Orleans, and then you have the Warriors just cruising by uh, the are just cruising by Denver. Um, and, you know, you can mention the 76ers. Like, they just handed the Raptors a embarrassing loss in that first one, just beating them by 20. It, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a battle between the two. Uh, but the Raptors definitely have to climb up a mountain to try and get back in that series. But I, I think it's still going to keep going forward. The Bucks in Chicago was good. Bucks did go off big. And, but Chicago found a way to bounce back, uh, make it closer. But you know what? That series is going to be, I think, still in five for the Bucks. It's Everything's working out well with that. And Memphis, um, Minnesota Timberwolves are definitely riding on a high. If, if you've been watching everything from the play-in tournament to what happened in game one, Memphis is definitely, definitely, like, not thinking that Minnesota was in the same league as them and Minnesota's riding that high and they're going to use that as momentum and Memphis needs to resettle and get themselves back for game two so that way they don't you know go down a win too because they should take Minnesota very seriously it is a good roster but when you're comparing it to the rest of the west it's, it definitely will struggle as the playoffs go on but Memphis needs to reorganize and get themselves ready for game two if not it's going to be a struggle it, it really is going to be a struggle for that uh, but overall great weekend for that we'll, we'll see how the second round or second games are going um, I'll definitely talk about that uh, either on the next episode of the podcast as well as on Instagram but it's just uh, just 
great basketball this weekend. Again, that Celtics game, just the way they move the ball as well. And congratulations to Marcus Smart on winning the Defensive Player of the Year. Just a remarkable season. A lot of Raptors fans are not a big fan of him. Uh, I know a lot of people in the NBA aren't a big fan of him, but he has, he does play good basketball. He plays smart basketball. And especially when it comes defensively, he just takes those charges and he just he just does it well. Kind of remind you of Kyle Lowry on the Toronto Raptors, who does the exact same thing, but he plays smart basketball. Uh, no pun intended on the name, but Marcus Smart, congratulations on winning that Defensive Player of the Year. But um, what else is also happening uh, with playoff terms is the NHL. NHL playoffs have basically been set with Washington being the last team to finally clinch themselves into the playoffs and it's 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 hard to say what the nhl playoffs are going to be like we're just waiting for positioning reseeding um actually shouldn't say reseeding mostly positioning because a lot of those final positions are close it's definitely going to be a close one when you look at it near the final stretch of the end you're about five six games left in the regular season um pittsburgh is definitely going to try not to be in the wild card that's where it's going to be because you don't want to be in that wild card because you're going to be facing some tough opponents. And, you know, right now, Florida is the best team in that East when you're looking at it here from the standings. And I'm just pulling the standings up at the moment. So you have Florida, who is just walking away in the East at 114 points. Toronto sitting at second, Carolina third you have the rangers in fourth tampa bay boston and then pittsburgh and then lastly washington uh, but if we're going to look at it in a playoff picture because the formatting is different uh top three in each division and then you have the wild cards there and then the seating begins from there within your division uh so if the playoffs were to start today Let's say Washington's going to be playing Florida. Toronto will be playing Tampa. Uh, Carolina will be playing Boston. And then New York and Pittsburgh will be facing against each other. That's going to be a good matchup between those two. Uh, but it's getting close to that. Um, Pittsburgh is only a couple points up. But Washington does have a few games in hand in comparison. Uh, so right now it's definitely going to be a tough battle uh, to try and get that, you know, third spot in the division or playing wild card uh, but you know it's we'll see how it goes Pittsburgh doesn't play again until Thursday they do have to face some tough opponents uh, but Washington is definitely going in the right direction Pittsburgh with the loss of Tristan Jari so that's going to be a very very tough you know person to miss when you're losing that goalie who has been playing pretty decently uh, Pittsburgh's making some right decisions uh, they definitely did some good trades depth at defense uh, but we have to right now rely on Casey to Smith so we'll see how Jari goes because we're about two weeks away I would say roughly for the NHL playoffs so everything's been set it's just a matter of who's going to be finishing where at the end of it and then going over to the west uh if everything were again to start today we have the avalanche facing the preds uh blues against the uh wild uh we have cal sorry calgary facing the dallas stars and we have edmonton facing the la kings so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that's going to look out in the west and um right now it's also a race for the president's 
Cup, or sorry, yeah, the President's Trophy, sorry, not the President's Cup, I have a little golf on my mind. Um, so you have Avalanche, and right now you have Florida, definitely racing towards that. Avalanche are at 116, you have Florida at 114 for total points. Uh, but let's just take a look here for the playoffs. So the East, I'll stand, I'll make my corrections there. The East right now has their whole playoff set. If we were to look at the West, right now we're waiting for Edmonton to clinch, the LA Kings to clinch, Dallas to clinch, Nashville to clinch. Teams that are basically on the outside looking in. We have Canada's own Can uh, Vancouver Canucks, Winnipeg Jets, and then you have the Vegas Golden Knights who have had a very successful uh, season since they've been brought into the NHL. Uh, but Dallas, uh, Nashville both sitting at 91 points. Vegas is at 87, Vancouver is at 84, and you have the Winnipeg Jets sitting at 81. So you're definitely going to be seeing a tight battle go to the end there. Um, but right now, for the Central, you have Colorado and the Blues uh, and Minnesota. All of them have clinched. And then you have Calgary and the Pacific uh, being the only team that's clinched. So right now we're waiting on Edmonton uh, and L.A. and the Dallas Stars and Preds to see when they can finish off. Uh, but right now, uh, Vegas is looking on the outside, looking in. And they do have a game in hand, but sadly, uh, they're at 87 points. And right now, uh, they're right now 87 points. Sorry, I do have the Raptors game going on, so kind of watching game two. So Vegas has 87 points, but right now, uh, sitting at 91 uh, or also just sitting at a couple points back of the Los Angeles Kings as well. So definitely going to be a tight, tight race uh, going down to that for the West. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, just an in-game update. Uh, 5.47 left. Raptors are down by 14. 186. But Tobias Harris looks like he's going to line for two uh, with a foul. And the Raptors have definitely definitely been struggling with uh, that going on with fouls in this game. Uh, at one point, it was free throws 25-7 to seven in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. But we will see how the NHL playoff goes. We'll see how this NBA playoffs first round goes. We'll see how my bracket is at the end of it. Definitely be talking about it more. Also, follow me on Instagram as well. You'll be giving updates as well. But it's definitely interesting to see and how this is going on. Um, but uh, back to the NHL, it's it's hard to say. The big question mark is, when you're looking at this, we know what Boston, we know what Washington, we know what they can do, we know what Pittsburgh has done. The Rangers are a young team that could surprise some people in the playoffs and go very deep. Uh, Florida, you know, they've been building over the last couple of years, and here they are now. Um, basically second in the league, first in the East, so, and they're going to win the East, very, not win the East right now, but they'll be finishing number one in the East, uh, just with the amount of points that they have there ahead of Toronto, but the question is, and always will be, is what will be Toronto doing in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, are we going to see that same team that has always struggled? Are they going to be finally winning a playoff series? Uh, it, it's 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 a tough one. They will be facing Tampa if again they ended it today. Um, that's kind of the opponent that I'm sure some Leafs fans would want to face, uh, especially with home ice advantage if they finish ahead of Tampa in the standings. 
and you know you don't have Boston you have Washington you have Columbus where they've all struggled against but right now can Toronto be that team to win that first playoff round it's been a while since 2004 um, but we, we will see how it goes they, they have the team they have the pieces goaltending is going to be the question mark for this playoffs um, also uh, right now can Matthews, Marner, and Nylander be those three players that they need in the playoffs as well as John Tavares that's what we're looking at here um, and one of my co-hosts down the road will be a Leafs fan he and I will definitely be talking about uh, the Leafs in the playoffs and see what goes on there but they are excited to see what the Leafs can do and I kind of want to know what the Leafs are going to do I, I do can they finally take that next step or are we going to be looking at the end of this young core uh, the millions that they paid into those top four guys you can say five if you include uh, Morgan Riley um, but right now Tavares, Matthews, Marner and Nylander they've all been kind of stuck together so will we see those finally succeed will we finally see them go deep into the playoffs or is it just going to be another one and done year for the Toronto Maple Leafs we will see I, I can break down a lot of other teams, but we all know the focus is and the pressure is on for the Leafs this season to see where they go. Can they finally make that deep run? That's what we're looking at. They made the they made the right acquisitions. They made the right pieces to get themselves to where they are and what they need to do. And they score a lot of goals. Like, listen, Matthews has had a tremendous season, setting the new new Leafs playoff record uh, for most goals in a season, but. It's, it's not what you do in the regular seasons. What can you do in the playoffs? And right now this team, this core, is not very successful in the playoffs. So we'll see. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see how everyone finishes in that first round. Or sorry, in that final games of the regular season uh, to see where they go. For all we know, things change. Uh, Tampa could drop out. Somehow Boston makes its way up even quicker. But... I think them in the two and the three spot is fine for their division. Um, it's a matter of now where everyone is going to be finishing for that, especially with the Metro, with the way Pittsburgh's been recently playing, and you have the Capitals uh, with a game in hand and only a couple points behind Pittsburgh to snag the third spot in the division. So we will see how it goes. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, the West, it's... It's anyone's game in that. We'll see what Colorado does. We saw them go deep before. Uh, can they get to the cup? That's what we're looking at here. You can kind of compare it to uh, Toronto. Well, no, you actually can. I should take that back. Scratch that. Uh, they've actually made some good runs over the last couple of years, Colorado. So we'll, we'll see how it goes from there with the West. And that will be finalized. And... Once the playoffs are set, I will make a similar bracket like I did with the NBA. Um, and we'll see how that plays out and how everything succeeds there. And I'll even try to make a choice at a Stanley Cup champion as well. But moving on from hockey, where we're hoping to see an exciting playoffs too, definitely an exciting tournament this weekend in the PGA. Uh, we had the RBC Heritage going on on the weekend. If you're watching it, it was definitely good. Uh, Harold Varner III uh, finished at the, in the lead uh, going off on Saturday. Played very well for the first couple. But it was Jordan Spieth that a lot of people had their eyes on. 
which, you know, some people do. We, we He's always going to have eyes on him as one of the best golfers in the world. But if you watched it on the weekend, especially Saturday, um, three-putting and dropping some shots on that final, on that 18th hole, just a lot of people were wondering, is Jordan going to be struggling, especially with coming off not making the uh, weekend for the Masters? So here we see him struggling, not even to make putts. Then comes along Sunday. Uh, he goes in at eight under and just makes a tremendous run. Finishing five under for the day, pushes a playoff with Patrick Cantley and wins it. Just remarkable on what he did this weekend to battle back after what had happened on the weekend, how it had happened to him the weekend before not making the cut for the Masters. So Spieth just remarkably played some great golf this weekend. Just remarkable. And he was making shots. He made an eagle out of the bunker. Just what he did. And the field was tight. Like Shane Lowry, who I have in my one of my golf pools, just played phenomenal as well. He was in the mix uh, till the near the end where he dropped a shot, finishing a 12 under for the weekend. But again, what Spieth did, especially in the playoffs as well against Cantley, was just remarkable. And Cantley has had a good season so far, and, you know, it's just, you know, it, it was Spieth's time. And I guess Spieth, the last two, or this, including last year after Easter, has definitely won, and a lot of people are now wondering what he's going to be like next year for the Masters when it happens after Easter, or, sorry, on, on Easter. My apologies for that correction. Um, on Easter, because when he wins, on he, he wins on Easter, and he did it last year as well, so... We will see how everything goes. So definitely going to look forward to uh, the next uh, couple tournaments. Uh, we are actually only a couple of weeks away from the PGA Championship, which is going on in May, which I'm excited to see. So it's, it's always good to see a major. Uh, one thing that's good recently is Phil Mickelson and Tiger put themselves in for the U.S. Open. Uh, and also we have the 150th British Open happening this year as well. And I'm also going to be making a trip to the British or to the Canadian Open. I wish I was making a trip to the British Open. Um, trying to get to Scotland is definitely the tricky part. Uh, getting the tickets is easy, but trying to book a trip to go to the to the British Open is another thing as well. But uh, Jern Spieth again had a remarkable, remarkable weekend. Just moving over to LPGA, uh, just to catch up, because I know the last couple episodes I haven't included them. Um, usually in episodes when I do my golf segments, I do include the tournaments uh, that they've had. Um, but this past weekend was the Latte Championship. Uh, Hayo Ju Kim uh, won the tournament this past weekend, shooting 11 under, beating Shabino by two strokes. Also, the... LPGA has already had their first major, which was the Chevron Championship, went on uh, near the end of March, beginning of April. Uh, congratulations to Jennifer Cupcho uh, on winning that, shooting 14 under, um, beating Jessica Corda by two strokes, who shot 12 under. Um, but congratulations to both of them on winning their tournaments. I will start including them back again when I do my golf segments uh, with the next tournaments. Uh, but we do have a LPGA event going on this 
weekend with, uh, let me just pull up my details, as well as I'll pull up the uh, details for the PGA tournament that's going on this weekend. Um, but as I'm pulling up the information, we also do have four more majors going on. We have the Women's British Open, sorry, uh, U.S. Uh, Open going on in June, as well as uh, the Women's PGA Championship going on in June as well. Uh, but this weekend, the O Implant LA Open, which is going on this weekend for the LPGA. And then I'll be pulling up the men's tournament for this weekend. Uh, we just finished off with the RBC, and I just talked about uh, Jordan Smith. We had the Zurich Classic this weekend as well, big tournament. Um, but uh, LPGA uh, has five majors if you're on a where, again, the Chevron just went. Uh, we have the uh, U.S. Open and the Women's PGA, which is going on in uh, June. The Evian Championship is going on in July. And then you have the Women's British Open going on in August as well. And then next month, we do have the PGA Championship, which I discussed. Uh, and then also the U.S. Open in June. And then July, we have the British Open, the 150th British Open, which I mentioned earlier because of Tiger Woods committing to that tournament, which we're all excited about. But when I do my golf segments, I will be including PGA and LPGA, so I do apologize if you have listened before and didn't include in my last two episodes. Did fall behind, just trying to get everything organized after being away for the last two and a half months. Uh, but excited to be talking about golf uh, again as well because I love watching um, the PGA and as well as the LPGA catching them on both sides as well um, one thing that happened to me today my new golf balls came in which I was excited about I ordered uh, vice golf balls I played them before um, but I ordered uh, two different sets I ordered two boxes of their drive and two boxes of their tour um, We'll see how they turn out. I was very excited to start getting ready to play. Uh, so excited that I decided to snow today because Mother Nature just didn't want me to go out and play golf. So that was a uh, tough pill to swallow today, unfortunately. But it, it happens. Uh, weather does change. It, it's not the first time that it's snowed in April. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to test out these new golf balls uh, that I received again from golf, from Vice Golf. Uh, yes, I did pay for them. Yes, I wanted to try them out and play. No, I'm not throwing this in as a sponsorship or anything. Just excited that to try these new golf balls uh, for this season. Um, but definitely excited to get the season underway. I've played 27 holes so far. Um, how would I rate my golf game? Uh, between 1 and 10, negative 5, uh, which is how I will always rate my game. <laughs> Never anything good between the 10. Uh, but excited to get back into the golf season uh, as the snow melts. Hopefully tomorrow, uh, I'm sure not every golf course will be open tomorrow. Um, but maybe next week, once the weather has controlled itself, I will be out for a new round of golf, which I'll be excited to get there. Um, now, as much as I love talking about the game of golf, um, one thing I started getting into over the last year uh, was F1 uh, racing, um, all due to uh, the 
documentary series on Netflix, Formula One Drive to Survive, um, which is a remarkable, remarkable show. If you haven't watched it yet, please do so. Uh, four seasons are out. Basically, you're going behind the scenes of looking at the racing world of F1, uh, looking at you're looking at Mercedes, you're looking at Red Bull, Ferrari, um, McLaren, you're, you're looking at all the different ones, Haas, you're looking at all the different drivers. Basically, you do see the stuff going on uh, when you're reading it, but just seeing this now opens your eyes more about the vehicles, the drivers, you know, how everything works in the world of F1. Um, and it's just exciting to see the season has already started. Uh, Leclerc and Ferrari are off to a great start as well. They also have Sands Jr. as well as part of Ferrari, but they're they're just doing incredibly well. Uh, Hamilton, Verstappen are definitely off to okay start. If you don't know who Lewis Hamilton is, um, definitely one of the best drivers uh, since Michael Schumacher, uh, seven-time world champion uh, Lewis Hamilton, which is just remarkable for what he has done um but it's definitely an exciting sport to get into and it's you know just watching behind the scenes in this documentary just want you to get into it i did watch a couple races last year um but this year i'm aiming to be more focused into it and they definitely do have the impola grand prix going on this weekend which i will definitely try to watch especially when it's Early on in the mornings, you do have your trials going on uh, this weekend as well. So definitely we'll be trying to get ahead and trying to keep up with that. So that way I'm not falling behind. But I did try to keep up with everything last season. Uh, everything with between Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen. Um, but Verstappen being uh, number one last year. Mercedes being the number one uh, constructor uh, team last year overall. So we'll see what this season brings. Ferrari looks like it's going to be a competitor with the early start. We'll see what Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, uh, other clubs are going to be doing this season and the money that they spend. I'm just going to get that out of the way. The money that these teams spend in comparison to each other is just remarkable. Just remarkable. And when you look at last season, after watching... Uh, the first three seasons of F1. Just incredible to see how these drivers have grown, how they've changed teams, and how the politics and everything works behind each club. It's just remarkable, um, this sport. And the behind-the-scenes just gets you into it and definitely wants you to get involved in this as well, which what I'm hoping to be involved with. Obviously, I have so much going on uh, in the world of sports, trying to keep track of everything as well. But definitely going to be dedicating myself this season to uh, some F1, Formula One racing. Looking forward to it. Definitely going to try and get into the Grand Prix this weekend as well. So definitely going to be exciting uh, week as well. But what's another sport that's going to be added to discuss to the Draining Jimmy's podcast? Why not? Let's just, let's just add it all as well. We'll be catching up on some tennis because I know I haven't missed out on that, but we'll be trying to cover uh, Formula One and throwing it into a couple episodes here and there as much as I can. But if you haven't watched it, 
please go on Netflix, uh, F1, uh, Drive to Survive. It's just remarkable to watch, just incredible. Um, finished the first three seasons, catching up on the fourth one. As much as I already know what happens at the end of the fourth season, um, it's still great to see what happened behind the scenes. So definitely recommending to watch that as well. Just if you're on Netflix, please watch it. Drive to Survive. Just an incredible, incredible series to watch. Um, got so much to catch up on. Uh, Champions League uh, semifinals are set up. Um, we have Man City versus Real Madrid. Liverpool versus Real. Villarreal, um, which is going to be good as well. We could have another English Premier Final again, which will be incredible um, with everything last year, but just, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable how well the English Premier League has been playing this season, um, not just, like, the EPL has been great this season, Man City has basically just walked away with it, um, my Manchester United has just, uh, just, I won't leave a comment here about that, okay, maybe that is my comment, um, but just incredible what the clubs have done this season, whether it's Man City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, uh, Man U uh, being brought in. Um, but it was definitely a good uh, playoffs. Again, uh, I do apologize for not catching up so much. Um, next episode, I will catch up when we get closer to the semifinals, which will be going on next week. Uh, so definitely do a preview of that and maybe make my predictions. Uh, so also, we'll catch up on some English Premier League soccer as well. I know I haven't really been caught up on that so next episode definitely be including that as well but definitely need to catch up um baseball Uh, i know some of these segments are going to be short on the podcast i know i spent a lot of time talking about the nba playoffs nhl being all set up and also um, my golf segment discussing the rbc heritage as well as catching up on uh, lpga for the last two events Uh, but last week uh I know there's a big debate, and I know this happened after last week's episode of the podcast, and I don't know if I'm a little late to discuss the debate about this and everything that goes on in the world of baseball, but I know last week there was the opportunity to have perfection. Again, I know the perfect game is something that every pitcher wants to have on their resume. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, um, seven innings of perfection. Just, we, I don't really need to describe how great Clayton Kershaw is as a pitcher, but uh, the debate is now, um, was he pulled too early? He was only on 80 pitches, and, you know, the sporting world went up in roar. You know, you have a hot pitcher going. Let me end this here. Um, the Dodgers still ended up winning the game. It was 7 nothing. They only gave up one hit uh, for that entire game. But a lot of people are just like, well, why wouldn't you just let him in? He's hot. He's going. Go for perfection. You know, you, what, what do you want to do? I, I'm all for perfection. Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's a great accomplishment. And, you know, you have two innings left. You're on 80 pitches. You could just go. Um, the one thing at the end of the day is when you're looking at it from a manager's perspective, Clean Kershaw is not the same Clean Kershaw from years past. He is getting older. He has had injuries. It's trying to make sure he's ready to go, and it's April. Um, 
we, we know that he can do this again um, from a fan's perspective. Removing him right there was just brutal. Just brutal. Because um, you want to see that. You want to see. It's good for the game. It's just, it's good for the game to have that. Maybe brutal was a little overdramatic to try and describe it. Um, but uh, maybe I may have been saying brutal towards the basketball game that's going on. Um, uh, sorry, off a little topic there. I do have the uh, Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors game going on right now in the background. Just catching on that. Just saw a little, you know, someone wanting a technical on a certain player, but uh, uh, you'll you'll see it in the highlights when you're watching. But back to what I was discussing about Clayton Kershaw. Um, but it's... I get it from a fan's perspective. I also get it from baseball. And the one thing that is baseball is baseball is so reliant now with analytics and it's only April. Um, anything could happen. I know I just am kind of repeating myself after that, but here we are literally it's, it's April. It's a long season. You know, for all we know, he goes in and he blows the perfection. The pitcher gave up a hit. Luckily they're, know Dave Roberts has that depth to allow him to go and do that um and I know he's been ridiculed for that I know people are always talking about well this is perfection is good for the game and you know baseball is not as exciting as it used to be and this this and this um so from a fan's perspective it sucks um because it's great and everyone wants to see that uh even me as a Red Sox fan it's great to see another pitcher get a perfect game um but from a manager standpoint you're, you're looking at what's best for the pitcher the downfall of it is baseball again and i know we're just repeating myself momentarily baseball is so reliant on statistics and analytics now that they're, they're trying to prevent injuries they're trying to you know get the game going um you know trying to protect pitchers you know try to use this strategy and this strategy it's it, it is what it is. Um, can it hurt the game? Yes. Um, can it help the game? Yes. There, there's always going to be good and bads of this as well. Um, but is, is there another opportunity for Kershaw to eventually do this down the road, even again this season, for how talented and great a pitcher he is? We, we know that he can do another one. He's got it in the tank. We know. And you can put it up for debate no matter what. Um, what Dave Roberts did. You have to look at it from a manager's perspective. You also have to look at it from a fan's perspective. But at the end of the day, it's the manager's perspective that takes priority. As a fan, it sucks. You could have saw history, um, 23 perfect games out of over 230,000, I believe, which was reported. Um, it does suck because you miss out on that. Uh, from a fan, you're, you're there, you pay money, you witness it. If... You know, he, if he stays in, what if he blows the game? Let's look at it there. Or, you know, Dodgers win. They still win with seven runs, but, you know, they win 7-5 or 7-4 or 7-3. It's going to be like, well, you know, or let's say they, you know, go 7-6. And, you know, people are just like, well, they should have pulled Kershaw a little bit earlier. They would have prevented There's a lot of what-ifs of what could have happened. And I can go on about this all I want Um, but at the end of it what's done is done 
you, you can sit there and do whatever. I love some of the analysts that give their opinions. They're the ones that have never played baseball. But I have mentioned, again, moments ago that baseball is very analytical and very statistical. It's all about pitches. You know, it's all about, you know, innings going. That's what it is. It's you're worried about longevity of your aces. And with the Dodgers, the way they've been playing the last couple of seasons, you know, is a is trying to have him go an extra two innings right now a concern compared to needing him those extra two innings come late September, uh, October, when you're trying to go back and try and make another run uh, for the World Series and competing and all that. So again, I know you're paying all the money and pitchers only really play like 34, 35 games out of 162. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. When you're looking at it, but again, baseball is very analytical. I mentioned it's good for the game as well as it can be bad for the game as well because you know you might lose that you know instinct. And I remember I talked about uh, Tampa Bay a couple years ago who lost the World Series to the Dodgers in that shortened season, and you know they literally let statistics and analytics you know help guide them, pull the pitcher, especially when you had your uh, pitcher going on a a hot streak there, especially with a game that, you know, could help get you back into it and fight for that World Series. But, again, I'm just going to be repeating myself again and again as much as I can when I'm discussing this topic, but um, at the end of it, in my opinion, after I've had this long spew about it, uh, just, it's, it's what's done is done. I'm not losing sleep over it. Does it suck? Yes. But at the end of it, if you're looking at it, you take him out at the end of the day you still win that's what you look at as like would they have still lost probably not but at the end of it they won they won it with a shutout they won seven nothing what's done it, it's also april let's I'm, I'm more concerned about baseball especially with my red sox who are now at 500 after their loss today to the twins um baseball right now your your goal is to Make sure you're fighting in July, August, September for to try and get into October. That's what it is. And you can complain all you want about the opportunity, but if not having them play those two extra innings has them better in August and September when you need them the most, then yeah, leave it. If they lost the game, you could have said, well, if you kept them in, it's they still won 7 nothing at the end of it. So I'm... My opinion, what's done is done. I'm over it. Taking him out is whatever. If they had lost, yeah, you can complain. If they continued with the, if they did what he did, yes, you're celebrating a part of history. But in my opinion, I supported Robertson what he did. His job is to coach. If they had lost again, you can go and judge that. As the manager, I, I I'm in favor of what they did. They they did. They did the right thing at the end of it. To me it's about wins. And he got the win. So there you go. But definitely a busy episode today. Um I know I went on some rants with a few things. Um you know it, it's gonna be like this for the next couple episodes with a lot of things trying to catch up on. And yes, I know I mentioned the edition of F1, and we'll be talking about that in the next episode, catching up on English Premier League, uh, previewing uh, Champions League semifinals, which goes on next week, uh, t- 
talking about this are classic this weekend catching up on the NBA playoffs uh, my Toronto Raptors lost today um, with that uh, another tough one they fell by 15 uh, we'll see what home court uh, does for them this week um, we're getting closer and closer to the NHL playoffs which means I will probably get us talking about that making my predictions and you know it's a lot more stuff going on as well catch up on the lpga uh, as well with the do uh champ rto tournament going on this weekend in la um but again lots to cover on the next episode of the podcast plus talk baseball nfl draft is also coming up too what does that mean for myself it means well I have to start possibly working on a mock draft. Um, when will my co-host be coming on the episodes? That's, I'll make announcements with that. Um, but yeah, the NFL draft is next week, which, you know, it's 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 tough because you, you wanted to look at that as well and break down the draft picks. Um, and it was a busy offseason with the NFL as well with a lot of picks moving pieces uh miami got a little bit better like i I have a lot to cover on the next episode i may have to do an additional episode in between to discuss uh what is going on that's what i literally looks like i may have to do just to catch up Uh, especially with the nfl draft i may just you know um do an episode just basically on the draft which i have done before Uh, as you remember last year i did my mock draft um yeah i think an episode will be coming out for my uh, mock draft with that so oh, I have a lot of stuff to go over it, it is a lot to cover um, today's episode was busy I know I went a little overboard on certain topics um, as well uh, again I know no top 10 performers this week I will try to fit them in on the next episode as well um, it is what it is and I do apologize for my listeners for not having everything input into my episodes we'll try to make sure everything is you know more compact compact and organized uh for the future as well but again uh lots to cover in the next week's episode i will again i you know i said i think i might have an additional episode nfl uh, mock draft is coming up i will get my board ready to start writing down make my predictions last year was pretty good and uh, i think i had eight out of 30 correct picks um Position-wise, I think I was about half with the correct positions, just the wrong players, um, which, you know, it's, it's not bad, I guess. Um, but we'll have two episodes uh, next week, recapping the weekend and doing my NFL mock draft. So tune into those episodes as well. Um, but enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy NHL, MLB, English Premier League, PGA, LPGA, uh, everything that's going on in the world of sports. I do realize I just came to my mind that I forgot to mention about the WNBA draft, which happened last week as well. I'll try to throw that in next episode as well. But again, um, lots to cover in the next two episodes. Definitely going to be exciting, especially with the NFL draft. So again, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Uh, I will see you guys next week on a new episode of the Draining Jimmy's podcast.